Hello and welcome to IT Bytes. I am Nolette Hurley, your host. And today I am joined by my friend and colleague, Tom Howlin. Uh, we may have Deirdre joining us later on, so um, we'll see. But uh, Tom works in student IT. So he is a full-time IT services staff member and his focus is on student IT. So Tom manages our student IT help desk staff, the IT labs and open access PCs, along with our colleague, John Mead. And he also handles the communications from student IT to all students. So things that you might see on Instagram, everything about um, kind of accessing the different services, whether it is the laptop loans, whether it is connecting to Wi-Fi or your MFA, your multi-factor authentication, all of that would be content that is worked on uh, by Tom. And he's joining us this morning. Say hi. Hello. So he's joining us this morning to give everybody, I suppose, a synopsis of what is available in terms of the student IT services, what's there to be used and kind of give you all a, a kind of leg up to get started and to get going to hit the start of the year at a, at a run, perhaps. So uh, what I normally do when people join us, Tom, is I kind of do ask, how did you end up in IT services? Because best of my knowledge, your background is arts. My background is arts. Um, I kind of have a double background in arts. I have, a, I have an undergrad and a master's. My undergrad is English and philosophy, and my master's is just English literature. Um, but while I was doing my master's, I was part-time student staff on the staff help desk. Um, so I was there for the full year while I did my master's. Worked at home because it was COVID. So mm -hmm. I kind of started yeah. in August, got moved home in March, did it from March to September at home part-time. Then when I finished my master's, had a bit of a general maybe arts crisis where I thought, what job am I going to get now? Okay. Because um, I did I did want to be a lecturer and I am still interested in kind of academia stuff, but at a certain age, I suppose, money kind of came into it. and It does eventually. It especially does eventually. over COVID as well, because I, I, I started my master's when I was 23 and then I turned 24 living back, back home with my parents because yeah. I moved back home with COVID. So I guess that was kind of a scare as well. Was, yeah, oh it was a lot, to be fair, like a lot of people kind of during COVID kind of looked at what they were doing and kind of were like, hmm, okay, post-COVID, what am I, is this where I want to be or is this going to work? Um, so you basically, we essentially kidnapped you then at that point, does it? Kind so you of, just, yeah. You it, just it was more of a, is this going to work kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and there was always a chance that it could still work, but the kind of the next step would involve for a lot of years <laughs> and that was something I wasn't yeah, really look, sure if I, if it, I could It manage. sounds terrible but I think uh, deep down inside we're all a little bit mercenary yeah. Just a little bit. <laughs> look, we live in a capitalist society. There's not much we can do about it. And to be fair, like I was similar. I started in the staff help desk, in my case, um, as my work placement in third year computer science. And I never left. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's that's 20 years later. So I am your future. Just <laughs> FYI. So um, it's been a busy summer. It's been a very busy summer. Yeah, what have you guys have been up to in student IT? Um, so we were very heavy on a lot of kind of communications work for incoming students over mm -hmm. the summer. Obviously, with like the help desk and stuff, the summer from that side of it is kind of our quiet period. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, there's no students. Not no students, but a lot Fewer. less students. The less students on campus, the less students attending lectures, the less students are going to have problems. So we kind of have the bandwidth in that time period to work on project work, pretty mm -hmm. much. Um, and a lot of the project work for us, or at least for me, um, and probably for us as well, because it does impact everybody, is trying to lessen the blow come this time of year. Yeah, the orientation, um, registration is... Manic. Yeah, pretty much from from kind of the minute that the registration emails go out, we are kind of nonstop really until October, I'd say, yeah. probably the middle of October before everybody is settled in. Because you have things like registration, then like this year you have first year orientations and we do our own IT workshop for those. Then 
next week the first year start back on campus yesterday second third and fourth year started so everybody's got issues everybody's got problems and we're the ones that are responsible for solving yeah, those. fixing them yeah. yeah so over the summer we took the initiative to kind of look at a few of the pieces that could potentially cause a lot of issues for mm-hmm. our students um, and with that then we kind of had two major projects and then kind of some smaller stuff to the Instagram and stuff like that. Um, the first major piece of work that we did was the how to set up your student IT account video. Um, okay. So we worked on that with uh, with Max Bell in AVMS and Max Bell did the videoing and the editing. Okay. Now your student IT account, what does that give you? What? Why do they need it? Why so is it important? St- Oh, that's actually a very good question. <laughs> I've spent so much time with this and I work on this so often that it kind of gets... Oh, we all assume. Like everybody yeah. knows what that is. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. so for students and, and for staff as well, I suppose, just to be aware that the student IT account is how student, students access pretty much all of their online student services. Um, so things like logging into your student email, logging into your student canvas, logging into my student admin, your student suite of office apps and mm-hmm. um, you probably you'll know this um, but yeah. just for everybody else yeah, absolutely you use the same credentials to log into yeah. all of those services yeah um, they might hear the term single sign-on banded about the place yeah because yeah. it's just so your username is generally your student email mm-hmm. and then you have a password exactly yeah, and yeah. that gets you into like 90% of services if not yeah. 100% these days edgerome edgerome, edgerome well, uses the same credentials but it's just not behind you same. have to you have to type in your password separately yeah yeah, yeah exactly because so generally what happens if you get your account and it's all working lovely you log in and if you've logged into one service and then you type in say canvas.ucc.ie what will happen is called pass-through authentication so because you've already authenticated it authenticates you again for the next service but the only one that would be the outlier there then is Wi-Fi so if you're connecting to Edgeroom on your laptop you have to type your password again even if you've logged into a different service okay that makes sense Um, so what did you do for that so to get people kind of give them all the heads up so for us it, it was really, really important because when students, when new UCC students get their registration emails, so their kind of initial correspondence mm-hmm. from UCC with their student number and with their password, the very first thing that they have to do is log into their student IT account because they have to set up their own password and they have yes. to set up their MFA. Um, and this is before they can register for their modules, before they can pay f- for fees. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the very, very first thing the brand new UCC students yeah. have to do. That's the first hurdle. So you don't, want, you don't want to fall at the first hurdle. Exactly, yeah. Um, and, and, and for us, because we're responsible for kind of helping people over the first troubles when they come to us, like that's our position that if somebody does run into an issue it's us that they contact yeah. so therefore it makes sense that we have the most information on this process um, but basically what happens is students will get a registration email they'll get a username and a password and they'll be advised to use their password for the first time at, at office.com basically okay. um, for everybody that isn't aware the single sign-on say for email and for Canvas and all that it's all through Microsoft, pretty much yeah. through Microsoft. It's, it's essentially it's a Microsoft account. Yeah, it's your UCC Microsoft account. Exactly. And one thing just to be careful of your own personal Microsoft Office account that predates your time in UCC. You need to make sure when you're logging in to the devices that you're actually that you've logged out of your personal account yeah, and that you're using your UCC credentials. Because I know we see it on the staff site sometimes as well that people will have 
um, people will have an issue with um, this, this account isn't recognised type type issue. Yes, and yeah. it's usually because they're in the wrong account. So they just need to make sure to swap to the correct account. Yeah. Um, and sometimes one of the ways of if you're if you're not sure if you have a separate account or why it is happening, um, most browsers have an in private browsing or incognito browser window yeah. that you can open and try there because then no credentials will have been already kind of accepted. You'd, ha- yeah. you'd be forced to log in in incognito. We kind of suggest wherever possible to use incognito because yeah. if, if you are logged in somewhere else on the browser, it's going to automatically pull your personal information, yeah. which is which is in 90% of cases probably the better thing so that you don't have to keep entering your personal email address. Yeah. But when you need to access a different account, it is advisable to use an in private or even a different browser. Sometimes yeah. might be the yeah, answer. Yeah, so what well. I t- sometimes do is I'll have my work email say on Edge, and I'll have my own personal email on Chrome. Yeah, yeah. And go between the two, and it can it can help. So you made a video, was it, that kind of steps through the process? So when students first put in their the temporary password that they receive, the very first thing that they have to do is set up their multi-factor authentication. So that's pairing their UCC Microsoft account with what we use the Microsoft Authenticator app mm-hmm. and it adds a second level of security above that of the password. Yeah. So when a student enters their password, they then have to confirm their login with this Microsoft yeah. Authenticator app. Yeah. And there is kind of a set, you know, play-by-play of instructions the students need to follow to have this set up properly the first time. Because what happens is the password that they're issued in that registration email is only a temporary password mm-hmm. for security purposes. Yes, absolutely. So they can only use it once. So the issue that we have run into in the past and some students have run into is that with a temporary password, if a student doesn't log in and set up MFA correctly the very first time, they're then essentially locked out of their account. Okay. And it is only us in student IT that can reset that account for them. They have to be issued a new password. Their MFA credentials have to be reset. Mm -hmm. So if a student doesn't do this correctly in the very first instance, they're then relying on us. They're going to have trouble. So what we really want, like you say, is to forearm them with the how so they can get all the information, have everything to hand that they're going to need. Exactly. Because what can happen with processes like this is you start the process and then suddenly say, oh, I need my phone or, oh, I need this other thing and I haven't. Yeah, no, absolutely. So it's... um, that's been kind of shown to first-year students, isn't it? So what we did is we worked on that ourselves. We kind of paired it with screen recording and we got one of our student staff, um, mm-hmm. Adina. Adina helped us with a few videos over the summer and she was great um, to do kind of like an in-person aspect to it, to introduce it and to say hello to new students mm-hmm. and welcome them to UCC. And then also to do a voiceover for the more kind of complicated or, or more kind of tutorial-based section, which is the, the screen record. Okay. Um, that video then went up on the UCC YouTube channel, and that was then sent to all new UCC students in their registration emails. So that oh, was included in that. We worked with the registration committee, so that's all CAO undergrad students, all international students. The Graduate Studies Office, yeah. well, they sent it kind of across the board. Our goal was to get that to as many students as possible, and we're at the point now, it came out about a month ago. Um, it's up to, the last I checked was yesterday, it was 4.1 thousand views on the video. Okay. And for me, and I think for us, that's really important because that kind of, it correlates pretty much with the incoming first years that are currently going through the IT orientation process. Yeah. So maybe half of them have watched it and some of them watched it twice yeah. <laughs> but that's really that's really good and have you seen um, has it helped? Majorly 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 yeah um, we looked at the stats I think this morning myself and John um, who works on student IT as well so we, in the last month I think there's only been maybe 173 password or MFA resets for 123 student numbers Okay and in a previous year would that have been 
There has been years when that's been in the thousands. <laughs> okay. And so in, then it's very effective. Yeah, and in those years, in the thousands, it was myself and John resetting them, resetting all of them yeah. um, for and security that, reasons. It has to be somebody in a supervisor position. Absolutely, it can't be a fellow student. student yeah. accounts, so. That makes complete sense. And like a thousand, you know, if you're having to get through a thousand calls, um, like that's also going to delay that student in terms of exactly. getting started. And yeah. that's what we want to avoid. So for any students listening, watch the video first and yeah. then begin the MFA process and get that set up. But video first. Yeah, that, that thing of, of kind of looking at it from, say, uh, a student experience point of view is kind of where, where I wanted to come from with this. Like, obviously, it was to help our desk and to reduce the calls that were coming to us. By the same token, I think that when the the very first initial step that a student has to take is IT-based, that then kind of gives us the responsibility to ensure that that experience for the student is as streamlined as it can be. Because mm. that kind of sets the tone for... For the rest of the year. For everything. Yeah. Like, and look, if you're able to log in and get access to all the things pretty much, you know, immediately, it kind of settles the nerves a bit because yeah. when it's a stressful time, it's a new experience, yeah. it's a new place, new people. The last thing you want is to have the username and password be the bit yeah. that's caught you. And we know from dealing with students so extensively how much information they're given at this time of the year and with the more information they're given and the more things they're asked to do the likelihood that something will go wrong kind of increases, increases absolutely. so we kind of take polls in our student IT orientation which is another video we can talk about <laughs> yeah. in a minute um, just to see who's watched the video and who's had trouble with MFA yeah. and anecdotally so anyway we can see that not a lot of the incoming students are having trouble which, which is really good absolutely. to see that's brilliant thank you um, so we've been joined by Deirdre. Hi. Hello. Hi. Sorry for my lateness. Hi, Deirdre. <laughs> Hi, Tom. <laughs> it is all good. Um, to catch you up, we were just talking to Tom about the MFA video that went out with registration and how uh, yes. it has reduced the calls to the to the help desk from basically being in the thousands to being yeah kind of under two hundred. Really, wasn't it? Amazing. The, under the power. At the moment, yeah, yeah, the power of a short video. I know. Just giving the information that people need, but yeah. just have that direct result then with a yeah. big reduction in the amount of calls. Yeah. It kind of, yeah. it almost kind of harps back to like the last podcast with the data, like the story oh, you can tell just with mm. It's a that, story, yeah. Just those two pieces of information, like last year it was in the thousands, this year it's in the hundreds. Mm. Like that's... Last yeah. year it actually wasn't too bad either, it's kind of been slowly coming slowly down. Slowly coming it down. It was the year before that it was very, there, yeah. there was a lot. And like you think as well, like look, the, the whole MFA thing, like, I mean we had the podcast with Barry Foley, mm. the IT security officer, if anybody is interested in that area to go back and have a listen to him. Um, um, you know, that MFA thing is really, it's really powerful. And I think as well for ourselves, we would suggest and strongly recommend the MFA apps, the, yeah. the Authenticator yeah. apps. Yeah. yeah. So the Microsoft Authenticator app or the Google Authenticator app, as opposed to the text message. Yeah. So yeah. The, the app is like the default on, on all new accounts now. Okay. Um, so like when all the students get set up, they auto, they're prompted to use. Yes. And yeah. then the app is the one that we've kind of work that video around and that's the one that we're showing yeah. to students. And yeah. it would be and I think it was Barry's preference as well when we spoke yeah. to him. Yeah and I actually moved since to the app as well Yeah, because I had the fear. Yeah look <laughs> So I, I sometimes feel bad but we do have to put people in yeah, a bit yeah. of fear. Yeah and it, it actually does work but even yeah. from 
that video that you did for students as well, Tom, it was in my head about, oh, yeah, that's that's yeah. how it works. So even I got benefit from that video as the, well. Because the, the process is the same for staff exact, members. Exact same. Up as well. that, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Play by play, they have to do the exact same. The video is there and we can yeah. link everything in the show notes. Oh, yeah. yeah. There, there'll, be a, there'll, be a, there'll be a busy old show notes, I'd say, with the, with, yeah. the, with the resources there that we have for students. Now, you mentioned projects plural. Yes. So that was one, the registra- the video that went out with registration yeah. for multi-factor authentication to get people set up. What other projects were there over the summer? So the second big one that we had, one that was kind of on the same scale as as the set up your student IT account video, was our student IT training video. Um, okay. So you might be aware, I'd say you remember, no, let the, we had, and you probably remember them as well, Deirdre. Yeah, um, I used to deliver them. <laughs> oh, but, oh, did, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, used I to didn't. Be, it used to be, so there used to be the IT workshops um, in the third floor of the Kane building in the yeah. open access up there. And before they were actually sit down at a computer and log into things, it was a presentation, a 10, 15 minute presentation delivered in the likes of Bool 4, yeah. G1, things like that. So those are just lecture locations on campus. And I remember I had gotten the job in the training centre having been on the help desk. And my first few weeks were delivering IT overviews to 400 undergrad students in the Bull basement. Your fear of public speaking gets absolutely demolished in that week because you have no choice. There are four presentations a day or more yeah. and you just go, go, go. I also felt sorry for the first years because it was so much information. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it really is like there's it a is, lot to get you started. Having, and you'll talk about it more now, Tom, having that video there, it's delivered in person, but the video is there for anyone to watch at any time and skip forward to certain sections, whether that's about setting up your account or getting the support you need from student IT. So Yeah, I actually didn't realise that you used to deliver it in Bool 3 and Bool 4 as well. I didn't know that was a thing. So the, the way it's ran since I've been involved is that say the first two weeks of term, we will take groups of maybe about 100 to, from 50 to about 100 into Bool computer labs mm-hmm. uh, two and three um, and give them kind of a play-by-play of, of pretty much all of our services, whatever we can. This was the way that it ran until until this year. Yeah, because um, it did evolve into that. Yeah. Because um, we used to give like a PowerPoint presentation yeah. overview and then it went to like it, the students would come and sit down in the lab. Yeah, so what we did this year was we took kind of five pretty much kind of core things that we felt students would absolutely need to know mm. within week one within their within their first day because yeah. the orientation is first year's first day on campus and, and a lot of this a lot of the video work that we did especially for this side of it um, we took the approach that we had to be aware of how much information the students were getting on their first day mm-hmm. um, yeah. so to kind of minimise that information overload so we took logging a ticket with our student help desk so that's incidents and service requests so there's so what I should say actually is that the video is for these kind of more information heavy topics we have screen records of play-by-play tutorials same as the MFA video exactly how to do each individual step so there's how to log tickets with our student help desk there's how to access the student IT knowledge base there's accessing canvas and then there's accessing and creating your own personalized timetable and they are all shown like I said step by step it's a tutorial on how to do all of those Mm. things sometimes it kind of feels like a whole new language for students to learn yeah we've mentioned canvas probably half a dozen times already um Canvas is basically what they call a VLE, which is a virtual learning environment. And it's just an online application that you will log into as a student. Your modules will be listed. You'll be able to click in and you will see 
various amounts of information for that particular module yeah. in your course. Yeah. And like each lecturer will have their own way of using it. You know, some will put the notes up ahead of time. Some might put them up after the lecture. Some might have, you know, the assignments delivered through Canvas. Others will have quizzes on there. They might have uh, links to lecture recordings. It's, you know, there's no kind of prescribed way for a lecturer or staff member to use the tool. So you will have maybe four or five subjects, maybe 10 subjects, depending on your course, and they'll be all slightly different. And the one thing just to bear in mind, your canvas is kind of populated after you register. Um, so if you registered on Friday, it might be Monday before it's updated. Okay. If you paid your fees and registered today, it might be Thursday before everything mm -hmm. is there. If it's not there in 48 hours, then investigate. Yeah. But give yourself that window. And again, it's so early in term, you're not going to be behind. Mm. Um, but it is, it is, it will be different depending on your lecturers and who's what course you're doing. And um yeah, good to know. And the other one you mentioned there, my timetable. Is that that's mm -hmm. the personalized timetable? So there's instructions yeah. for that as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, yeah. there's a step by step of how to log on, how to choose your modules, how to select the relevant lectures from each individual module and then mm. add those modules to your personalized timetable. Yeah, because okay. yeah, the, the timetable I know has always been a bit of a struggle for new students because again, it's that language thing. There's like yeah. all these abbreviations and buildings, buildings and, yeah. you know. Module codes. Yeah, Module yeah, it's, 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 well, yeah. yeah. It's another language. Because yeah. yeah. like yeah. the Western Gateway building is WGB, mm. which is yeah. brilliant. Yeah. That one makes sense. Bull Basement is BB. Anything on like the North Malik Orb campus, I is, think I just get very confused. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. and like this is people who are essentially residents of this place. Yeah. Um, so if you're new, it's going to it's gonna take a little bit of figuring yeah. out. So yeah. having that resource there that you can watch 10 times if you need to. Yeah. Oh, it's so useful. You know. And on orientations, um, so you're sharing the video and is it just the video that you're sharing in orientations or is there, it's kind of blended, is it? It's kind of blended with, yeah. with a kind of an actual presentation from, um, from Owen, one of our, oh, one of yes. our students. Oh, yes. Oh, brilliant. Staff. Yeah. Um, Owen is doing the majority of them, so some of them will be yeah. covered by other student yeah. staff when we yeah. need them to yeah. fill in, but Owen yeah. is kind of... He's what, what a nice welcome to UCC yeah. from Owen. <laughs> yeah. And how many people have gone through orientations so far? I know it's still I think going through them. The total number that will go through by Friday um, is about 4,200. 4,000 students that you're sharing really important information with as yeah. well. Yeah, and um, it is about getting them on the road to success quickly, yeah. easily, yeah. friction free. Now, we want students who are happy to ask questions and can, you know, go find the help desk mm. and, and speak to somebody mm. if they need to. But just having them so you can at least have a bash off it yourself. You know, you, you've yeah. looked at it, you've tried. Because um, the help desks are there. So there are yeah. in-person help desks that people can go to as well if they are, you're really struggling. Definitely one in the bull basement. So the one in the bull yeah. basement is, it, it's it's being manned now during orientation because it's kind of busy. But mm. generally speaking, we don't have okay. we don't have a person down there all year. It's it's only the, the during busy times. The busy times, yes. Yeah. So okay. exams, there might be somebody there as so well. So where would I find the student IT help desk so if I needed to physically speak to someone because I was struggling? The ground floor of the Bull Library. Is ground floor of the library. Yeah. Yeah. But you yeah. can also reach us then through the phone line or by logging a case. Um, through the services portal as well. Okay. Yeah. What's and the the services portal? The link to that is on the SIT website, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. The link to pretty much everything, everything is on the SIT website. Yeah. So we have yeah. one main page kind of say for current students might be maybe the best way to put it is that everything you could need to access is there mm. in the on the on the on the 
the whole page, page essentially. Yeah. But we also have a dedicated new to student section, our new new student section. Our goal with that page was that it could potentially and hopefully answer 90% of questions that mm-hmm. any new student in UCC might have in regards to the IT, IT services or to their to their student IT. Yeah, yeah like yeah. if somebody says, if you go with an issue and you're said, oh, you need to go to X location, mm-hmm. they're not fobbing you off. There are, you know, there are certain things that we we in IT can't do. Yeah. You know, yeah. that it's, 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 it's literally not. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's and if, tool. say, student IT can't, they'll certainly point you in the right direction yeah. of yeah. who can as well. So, exactly. Yeah. They, they, so they're not, they're not fobbing you off. They're just, no. it's, there are some yeah. things that aren't actually, they don't, and as student staff, they don't have access. Yeah. Um, so some things will have to go through yourself and John. Yeah. yeah. Um, they have to be kind of, yeah. what's the word, um, escalated, yeah. I suppose. Actually, for anybody a bit old school, it's a booklet as well, isn't there? Yeah, there's yeah. a student IT guide as well, which will cover pretty much everything as well. Yeah. Um, and that's very detailed and that has kind of step-by-step. Um, but again, it's, it's, maybe not as palatable to, to kind mm. of new students that are coming in. Yeah. Um, it's not as direct and I suppose it's harder to kind of find the yeah. information. Yeah. And I suppose just to say as well that on the website that that IT training video for anybody that would be interested, it is housed on the website under the IT training section as well. Yeah. So that, yeah. And once you land on sit.uc.e, it's, yeah. it's, it, yeah. it'll hit you. You, you yeah. can't you miss can't it miss anyway. Yeah. 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 It's it's quite, everything is kind of yeah. well signed. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least I think so. We hope. Well, yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. you're the person that worked on it to make sure it is yeah. and it is. Yeah. So yes. whether, like you say, you're I a current helped. student or a new student and... and no, that answered all of my questions, and there was a lot of questions. <laughs> it helps that you work directly across yeah, from each yeah. other, just to say that yeah. as well. There's, so. there's literally a partition between the two. Yeah, yeah it's, it's teamwork at its yeah. greatest. But it is a, a question for you around like the the kind of like top five issues that people come across with, mm. and nearly all of them really stem from getting in to their account first day. MFA and password, not even first day, continuously. Yeah. The yeah. whole way through the year, it's yeah. always MFA and password are always yeah. our, our kind of top yeah. bugbears. Yeah. MFA more so, um, because technically speaking, if a student has their MFA set up correctly, they mm. can reset their own password. Um, mm. And that that was, pr- I think that was kind of a newer process that was b- brought in around the time that MFA was rolled out to students. Okay. Um, that they would use MFA to reset their passwords. That has brought down our password numbers a bit, um, but it is still quite neat. Mm. Anybody starting afresh, mm. follow that video. Yeah. Get your MFA set up first day because it really is very powerful having yeah. that because being able to password reset yourself yeah. and not having to wait for somebody else to do it. It's, it's you know, it's yeah. a time saving because yeah. I suppose our help desks and yourselves, like, mm. I mean, yourself and John are Monday to Friday. Um, I know the student help desk is open at weekends, but they can't do the password resets. Yeah. No. So, you know, if you're stuck on a Saturday, you will be stuck until Monday. Yeah. yeah. So getting that MFA set up, it really is in empowering and enabling and it will help you to yeah. you know to, to do things more um more quickly and yeah. just you know kind yeah. of be so a, a bit self-sufficient you, you know do it right at the beginning you're only yeah. going to help yourself because yeah. yeah like you say you know typically it probably would happen mm. on a Saturday at a critical time yeah. and you're, you're stuck then and your account is associated to so many different things that yeah. like you say you know empower yourself mm. and be able to reset your own password and yeah. have it set up correctly from day one and but this, this is the thing you know. um, I remember from my time kind of like in the in the help desk in the training centre 
some students, for some reason, manage to avoid logging into their account pretty much up until exams. The first aspect of that, way, I, I don't think there's students now that won't log into their account mm. until mm. further in the year. But what we do see, and it's funny to say that it's the same thing, is that Christmas time and yeah. summer exams, printing is our after MFA and pass rates is always up there and it's because of the, the, the printed exam print time, the, the time, time, time table. We do yeah. have a large cohort of students every year that will get to exam time without ever having printed anything. Okay. And every year there is always somebody that will come up to the desk, say at nine o'clock, that has an exam at half nine, that has never printed, that has never topped up their balance or anything like that. And that is, it's... However stressful it is for our staff to deal with, because obviously yeah. nobody likes interacting with somebody that's under pressure. It's very stressful for yeah. the student. Also, if anybody does have issues with printing or is unaware of how printing works, there's three printing tutorial videos and they are currently being played on a loop in the print room on Q. So okay. there's one for how to upload a job to Uprint. So Uprint mm. is, is our printing system here in UCC. Um there's one for releasing a job from the printer and then there's one for topping up your student okay. print balance as well. Okay. And sorry, when you say Q, where uh, the is ground, the Q? Ground floor of yeah, the library. Yeah, I, I know that, but... I, I, I didn't know. I, I, was about didn't, to, I was about to ask, where's the print room? <laughs> I was like, Q, what? Yeah, yeah, I so spent so much time That's in the library. the UCC language again, though. The same, <laughs> the, the same is for new students. Like, yeah. Yeah. That was actually very confusing to me when I was fresh as well. I couldn't understand why it was Q. Yeah, um, it's something to do with the quad. Yeah. I thought it was to do with the yeah. quarry. When, when, you know, quad, and once you know, you know. Quad or quarry, they both start with Q. Yeah. You know what? Anybody from the library want to uh, let us know? Please do. <laughs> anyway, it's Q, it is, ground floor. Yeah. yeah, so it's Q, library. then Q plus one, Q plus two, and Q yes. minus one is the basement. Yeah. yeah. It is a funny one, actually. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. But once you're here in UCC and familiar yeah. with yeah. it, it's, it becomes very normal. There'll be people saying things like the orb, but some people will say the O'Reilly. Those are the same thing. Um, mm. They're both the O'Reilly building. So you will, you'll find it, or you'll say someone will say the science building. Yeah. But that is yeah. also the Kane building. Yes. You know, now so... the science building confuses me. I work in the Kane building. Physics and chemistry are based in the science I know, building. I know, but the food science building. I'm like, can we just call it the Kane? I never <laughs> heard it called the science building. So the Kane is also the science building. Yeah. I'd never heard that. See? Well, when I, yeah. when I was... You, my you'd first, go, I don't know where that is. No, I would, yeah. <laughs> you work in there. <laughs> <laughs> my first days, um, depending on how old you are, this yes. is me aging myself here, but depending on how old you are, it is the science building um, slash cane building. Yes. But it's it's kind of like, you know, the way it's kind of a thing in Ireland where a child is christened, you know, Patrick David to be called David. Yeah. It's that kind of thing yes. with the buildings. They they have they have multiple yeah, yeah. multiple it's, names. It's an identities. Irish thing. So it's a busy campus and lots of people going yeah. around that sometimes it might be there right in front of you, but just yeah. you know. And we've I all guess. kind of had that feeling as well of like just being oh, perplexed. Being yeah. <laughs> in the middle in the middle of the quad perplexed. Oh yes. gotcha. Yeah. And look, yeah, but not standing no, in the quad. But around the quad. Around yes. the quad. Anyway. Around the quad, avoid yeah. the mosaic and any other rules are meant to have. I just remember um, the O'Reilly building has maps just for everybody starting. Mm. When you go in the main door of the O'Reilly building, there is like a, a desk, like a reception desk. And over on the wall on the left, there is a map. Look at the map. Determine where you're going from the map and then pick your lift. Yeah. If you go up in the wrong lift, you will circle for about 10 minutes before you find which corridor you should have been in to mm. find your room. Like you could be ours. Again, exaggeration. But you could be a while. You can be a while. Um, I worked there for a year. I knew how to get to the place I worked in. But if I went beyond that, I'd be like, I, I, I can't get back. <laughs> 
like yeah. the orb always reminded me of Harry Potter. You know, when yeah. the the corridors change. Yeah, yeah, yeah where the stairs them. move. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, the corridors yeah. are doing it. Yeah. Or, like, there, there's UCC TV did the video about navigating the orb, oh, yeah. and it's like a game. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Oh, it's, it's crazy. It is. It's a funny it's one. True story. Right, so we're kind of almost a time. Tom, is there yeah. anything else that we need to be telling students? to have them get kind of to get started on the right foot and to kind of be successful this year. If there was anything else I needed to say, it would probably be to returning students. Okay. If you as a returning student have access to your Microsoft Office, if you've saved a logon, if it's just saved on your device, you can update your MFA. So there is a method through your personal account information. I'm actually going to be sharing it out on the student IT Instagram this week. Okay. Um, a step-by-step tutorial to change your own verification method. So if you have lost access to your phone, if you happen to be signed in, you can change it yourself. Okay. Okay. But if they have signed out? If they've signed out and you don't have any access, come to us and okay. we will reset it. You can call 021-490-2120 or email sit at ucc.ie. Okay. If a student doesn't remember their password but still has MFA set up from the previous year with the same phone, the same credentials. They'll be able to reset it. They can reset their password through the self-service password reset tool and there's a big yellow button on the student IT web website yep. with that You have it covered there. and okay. you'll be sharing how to do that or reminding people yep. on the SIT Instagram account this week as well. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we'll put all the links um in the show notes so they'll yep. be they'll be um kind of to the to the Instagram and to the videos and things like that. Yep. Tom, thank you so much. Thanks thank for having me. Thank you Tom. Me. And again sorry for being late. <laughs> Bye <Okay>. everyone. <laughs> Bye. For the podcast you can find us on UCC's 98.3 FM and on the social medias. So on Instagram uccstudent.it and on Twitter UCC IT Services. And you can check out the IT Bytes podcast wherever you get your podcasts.